actress Katherine Heigl, a passionate animal advocate who has saved over 16,000 dogs, says she's been seeing more issues with dogs' joints, odors, and health than ever before. She believes there's a link between canine health and diet. After extensive research, she developed Superfood Complete, a dog food pack with over 30 wholesome ingredients, including superfoods beneficial for your furry friend. Superfood Complete isn't just about deliciousness, though dogs love the taste. It's about supporting overall well-being. In addition to providing a healthy option for your pet, Badlands Ranch, the maker of Superfood Complete, also supports the Jason DeBus Heigl Foundation, which helps rescue countless dogs and find them loving homes. Dogs across America are trying this food and loving it. Go to BadlandsRanch.com MC901 and order right now to get up to 50% off your regular priced order with a 90-day money-back guarantee. If you want your dog to experience all these incredible things, go to BadlandsRanch.com MC901 today. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park Police officers are always in harm's way. Sometimes that danger comes out of nowhere. Sometimes they have to walk directly into a dangerous situation. And unfortunately for dispatchers, most of the time, we are the ones who send them to those dangerous situations. No, we don't create the situation. That's done from something outside of us. Calls from the street. Calls from homes or businesses. Calls from family members having disputes with each other. Or calls from complete strangers who simply were in the wrong place at the wrong time. Doesn't matter where the call comes from. When we send our officers to hard and dangerous situations, it always leaves us feeling a part of everything going on. In today's episode, officers will be sent into a dangerous situation. I'm Brandon, and this is another episode of Music City 911.
911 reported line. What's the address of your emergency? It's on. I'm on. I'm on. I'm about the middle of Liberty Street, Liberty and Cass. Some guy just tried to stab me in the neck with a knife. A oh. black male dressed in a black hoodie, black dress. Liberty, Liberty and Cass. Yeah, he's headed up, not towards Chestnut, but the other way. Oh, do you know who he is? No. He just came up behind me, said, you could? I said, excuse me. And he started just stabbing me in the neck. Did he, did he stab you or no? No, he attempted to. The knife broke off. Okay. And uh, were you on foot or in a vehicle? Uh, he's on foot. Okay. And is he white? Or what's your name and phone number in case we have to call you back? My name is, my phone number is, you said, yes. Okay, and uh, is he white, black, Hispanic? He's Asian? black. He's got he's got black Chuck Taylor Converse's on, some black pants, black hoodie, and a full headgear. But I could see his eyes, and his his voice was black. A black hoodie? Yeah, he's like all dressed in black except for his eyes. What he had a mask on or something? Yeah, kind of, sort of. It's about the same thing I have on. It's a mask. It's a, yeah, it's kind of like a, a, something draped around his face and then the hoodie's on top of it. And it looks like a pea coat, a black pea coat, with black pants, a black canvas on. Okay, and which way did he go? He went up, not towards the chestnut, but up towards Liberty. From Cass? Huh? From Cass? Yes. He took a left on Cass. Okay. And you, you, are you injured or no? I, I'm not sure. I haven't checked yet. I just, I just, he, when he stabbed me, he, he punctured me. When he attempted to puncture me like three times, and then the blade broke off, and then he took off, and I just started screaming like I knew somebody on the street. Okay. Do you, do you need an ambulance? No, not that I know of. I'm headed to my clinic right now, but I'm scared that he's still lurking around. Oh, yeah, no, we're going to send somebody out there to you uh, as soon as we can, okay? Okay. Okay, and um, was that guy alone, or was he with anybody else? He was alone. And he left on foot? Yes. Okay. All right, yeah, I mean, um, we're sending what somebody the out there. What the fuck is wrong with people like that, man? Yeah, no, that's, that's pretty crazy, you know. Um, we are sending somebody out there, so just keep an eye out for an officer and try to wave them down when you see them, okay? okay. So, uh, but uh, if you do see that guy or anything, you'll call I'm, right I'm not quite sure. Yeah, I'm on the corner of Cass and Liberty right now myself. All right, we're, we're going to send them out there. What are you wearing? I'm wearing a, a black a black pea coat and uh, blue jeans, brown boots, a uh, black hat on the top, and a face ball. Hey, what you said, a black jacket? Yeah, I got a black jacket on, blue jeans with white piping on them, brown pants. Uh, it's like a black pea coat. I got a black hood, uh, black little toboggan on, and a, and a blue mask. And I'm right on the corner of Cass and, and Liberty. All right. If anything changes, call us back. We're sending them out there. All right. Put yourself in that situation. From the sound of it, this caller was simply walking down the street, not doing anything wrong and someone with evil intentions just walked up to him. The caller said he didn't know the suspect. Suspect just walks up to this caller, says a couple words to him, and starts trying to stab him in the neck. For whatever reason, possibly poor aim, maybe the caller moving away, or the wrap, which may have been a scarf that he had wrapped around his neck, maybe a combination of all of them. 
but luckily the caller wasn't stabbed. A stab in the neck, as most of you know, that can be fatal. You hit certain parts of the neck, and that's lights out really quick. If the suspect would have succeeded, this caller may have never been a caller. He would have only been a victim found laying on the sidewalk by some resident or passerby. The dispatcher in this, he asked the correct questions where he needed to, but the caller, he volunteered most of his info pretty quickly, which was a very good thing. As you've heard in previous calls and other episodes have done, sometimes callers will give all sorts of info, and a lot of it doesn't help us to get help there quicker and may not help find the suspect. On a police-related call, those are two of the biggest things dispatchers want to get. Getting back to the caller, he managed to get away with only probably some mental trauma from what nearly happened to him. At this point, a bit hard to say how every agency would classify this. Some, it would be a person with a weapon, some an attempted stabbing, others, possibly a assault with a weapon involved. It's hard to say. Police were dispatched to the scene. Here's some of the audio from the dispatch into things. It's Alpha One. Right. Start for Liberty and Cass. Knife incident. Caller states that a male approached him with a knife and attempted to stab him in the neck. Uh, it's a black male, black pants, black hoodie with a face covering. Uh, last seen towards Liberty from Cass. Caller's not injured. He's going to be outside wearing a black coat, brown pants, and a blue mask. Call 806-837. Echo 2, can you start up towards Liberty and Cass being assist Alpha 1? Hey. Echo 2, do we have a direction travel for that suspect? All the caller was able to tell us was heading towards Liberty from Cass Street. So that location was the last one he saw on that. Okay, we got a possible Franklin. Franklin and Genesee, 110 Franklin. Okay, possible at 110 Franklin. Alpha 1, Jody, make contact with the victim. Yeah, we're waiting for the solution that we uh, talking to him right now. Let me just see if let me just see if he's got an uh, idea. Give me one second. Okay. Oh, the car. Charlie one, start heading for one ten Franklin, please. Go. Any metro units that can head up to one ten Franklin? Fox one, Fox two. Okay, and that's 110 Franklin, Echo 2 had a possible. Echo 2. First unit on scene, please advise. Uh, 
Uh, units heading there, be advised. We got a shot spotter activation for 92 Genesee Street. Dispatch to Echo 2. Okay, I got units stepping on each other. Clear the air. Officer Hostway Cruz, go ahead. Start up at AMR for Officer Falcone. Okay, they're en route, sir, but what's going on? I'm not going to call the supervisor. Got a lot of next. Received. Sierra 16 up here. Sierra 16 received. Amar's been notified, they're on the way. Pulse 1, how about ambulance dev on it? Copy. Two City, I'll have you start heading down there as well. Any other available cars in the area, please start for that. 110 Franklin. Can you get somebody to uh, go with the first victim? He's going to be in front of the Salvation Army. And all available officers at 10E to that location, 10E to 110 Franklin Street. Officer Sierra, I need you to go again with that. Can you have somebody with the first victim? The first victim? Salvation Army. We just need uh, medical here. We're also here for cars. Okay, we have them en route, sir. Just want to confirm I have an officer with Officer Falcone, right? Okay, we're here with him. Thank you. Supervisor's on the way. Do I have any officers with a subject in custody regarding this? Yes, we're here with them. Copy. Okay, be advised, we've got two gunshot wounds. Have AMR stuff on it. Let's start it. I did edit that bit down for a variety of reasons. At the first of the recordings, there was some back and forth regarding an unrelated domestic situation. There was also some sizable gaps while officers were responding and after they got to the scene. The recording continued on well past that. From what you could hear on that, though, at least one officer got to the scene, made contact with a caller who, I'm guessing, either pointed where the suspect was or pointed out the direction of where he was to the officer. From there, the officer went towards where the suspect was and tried to make contact with him. That's where it gets very different. Officers didn't pass along a lot of info over the radio. The first just asked for some more help to come to that location. In the middle of it, the dispatcher, who has access to a software called ShotSpotter, says he got a notification in the area where shots were fired. ShotSpotter when used correctly, can triangulate an approximate area where shots are coming from. These, as I said, came right from around the area that all this was happening in. Later in the radio transmission, they asked for an ambulance for an officer as well as a suspect. I've said it time and time again. As a dispatcher, sometimes you don't know exactly what's happening. You're trying to manage a level of chaos while only knowing little bits of the information involved. This was one of those times. Before getting 
too deep into what happened after officers got there. Luckily, there was some audio and video from the officer's body-worn cameras. Recording. Drop it! Drop it! Drop it! Drop it! Oh! Fuck. You all right? Fuck. Yo, I got stabbed in the face. Start us another car. Running towards Liberty. Start a seven. Drop the fucking weapon. Drop the weapon. Drop it. Drop the weapon. Drop it. Drop the weapon. Drop it. Recording. Drop the weapon. Drop it. Shot fired. Shot fired. Shot fired. Officer Fox on shot fired. Stay down. Stay down. Stay down. Yeah. He stabbed me in the neck. Man, back up. Need, man, back, back up. Back up. I need an ambulance. I need an ambulance. 95. 95. Genesee or 95. Uh, Frank, please. Get the fucking. Get a bag, get a medical bag, get a medical bag. Get a medical bag. Get a medical bag. Okay, here your cuffs, cuff them up. As soon as the officers get to where the suspect is, they get out and you hear them start ordering the suspect to drop the weapon which he did have out. One officer walked up to the suspect, at which time the suspect turned and stabbed the lead officer somewhere in the face, nearly down around his neck area. The suspect then turned and ran away for a bit. Officers, including the one who got stabbed, continued ordering him to drop the weapon and to stop running. You heard that multiple times. After running a short distance, the suspect turned back towards the officers and started running at the officers with the knife over his head, which looked like he was ready to stab in a downward motion. The suspect was running back directly towards the officer he had already stabbed. I can only guess to try to finish off what he had already started. He closed within a very few feet of the officers before two shots were fired. Those shots were fired by the officer who was stabbed. Both those shots hit the suspect, one in the neck and one in the lower abdomen. After that, the same officer who was stabbed ran back to his car to get a medical bag for the suspect who was down on the ground at that point. Medical aid was rendered by both officers and EMS, including chest compressions and an AED once he had stopped breathing and no pulse was found. But even with those attempted life-saving measures, the suspect ended up not making it. He was found to not have just one knife, but two. One was a kitchen-style knife with no blade on it, possibly the one that may have broke when trying to stab the initial victim, the 911 caller, and the other knife was described as a stiletto-style knife with the blade extended. In the background, you could hear a woman asking the officers to not shoot. That was the man's grandmother. The officer had no choice in the matter. He had already tried to stab one random person and did stab an officer and was turning around to try to stab him again. 
what you didn't hear, and there really wasn't any audio from this part, was most of this was caught on a ring doorbell camera from a house just across the street from all this. In that video, you could see the suspect pacing back and forth, looking both ways around the corner. It almost looked like he was scouting for another victim before the officer showed up. The suspect in this was Orlando Taylor III. The DA in the case, just like with any other police-involved shooting, went over all the evidence from the first call, the police radio traffic, the ring doorbell camera, and both officers' body-worn camera videos. He determined that the police-involved shooting was a last resort and will not charge the officer with any criminal wrongdoing. From everything I saw and heard on this, it was very easy to see that this was a justified shooting. Very few people would disagree with this. Toxicology tests were done on the suspect. For me, if I see someone out doing some random stuff like this, my immediate thought is either it's drug-related or some sort of a mental break. The toxicology report stated that no alcohol or any drugs, including methanol, acetone, amphetamines, methamphetamines, cocaine, fentanyl, or opiates, among several others that were tested, none of those were in the system. He was completely sober. So there were some mental issues going on. A lot of people might ask why something like a taser couldn't have been used. This all happened in Springfield, Massachusetts, and their police department, the policy is that electronic control devices, or tasers, are not a substitute for lethal force. Officers who are faced with a lethal force threat are not expected to respond to a lethal force threat with a less lethal force option. In this case, if a taser was attempted to be used and failed, which happens quite often, especially where someone is covered with thick clothing like there was there, a failure of that taser is not only possible, but likely. A police-involved shooting was necessary. Links to all the audio, video, police incident and ballistics reports, as well as toxicology and some other information will be listed in the show notes. I urge all of you to go through and take a look at them and see what you would have done in that same situation. That's all for this week's episode, but before you go, a couple big pieces of news related to the show. First off, one of the things I've said... I've been working on the past little bit. Music City 901 is going to CrimeCon this year. For those of you who don't know, CrimeCon is the world's largest true crime convention, and it deals with anything true crime or mystery related. I'll be right there on Podcaster Row with the likes of some other incredible podcasts like Military Murder, Trace Evidence, True Crime All the Time, Generation Y, criminology, and literally dozens of others. The event is going to be a big one, possibly the biggest one ever, because this year it's being held in Las Vegas. Not only will you get to see and meet with myself and other podcasters, there will be speakers and demonstrations from all sorts of folks there. To say I'm excited about this, it's an understatement. I'm absolutely thrilled to be going. I'd love to see all of you there and have you come by and meet me right there on Podcast Row. And if you do want to go, be sure to use my promo code MC911. That's MC 
911 for discounted ticket price. I can promise it's going to be a great weekend. I will have some further updates on this in the coming weeks as well. Always some other stuff going on behind the scenes. Again, use discount code MC911 for this year's CrimeCon, which you can get some more info about at CrimeCon.com. I've also mentioned a couple times on previous episodes about the app called Repod. Exciting things are happening over there right now. More and more upgrades are happening, and at the moment, there hasn't even been a public release of the app. Join right now, and you can get in early before the public release. You could be a pioneer of the app. The easiest way to do so is to go to joinrepod.com slash musiccity901. That's joinrepod.com slash musiccity901. That'll take you to the download site of whatever device you're using and point you in the right direction for the Music City 911 area on that app. Links to this, CrimeCon, and all the other information there about the episode will be listed there in the show notes as well as my various social media sites. Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and also TikTok. Come find me on those apps as well. Until next time, for Music City 911, I'm Brandon and y'all have a good one. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line. Prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler in partnership with MGM Northfield Park.